Hi everyone, thanks for joining us. My name is Erin Bailey. I'm your host for the Diamondback Debrief, and today I'm joined by our President and CFO, Case Vanhoff, and our Executive Vice President and COO, Danny Wesson. Guys, thanks for joining me. Great to be here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Looking forward to this. And today we are discussing none other than the MISD bond, which is on the ballot for November 7th. Early voting has already begun. Election day, like I said, is November 7th. So we're just going to jump right into it. Talk to me about the main benefits of this school bond. Danny? Yeah, you know, there's there's a, a, a whole lot in this bond, uh, you know, n- namely the what I feel like is the most uh, beneficial piece of the package is the infrastructure's ability to allow us to restructure the way uh, our grades are aligned or what you've heard is grade realignment. And you know, the benefits of grade realignment, which is essentially transitioning the students from having to attend four different campuses over their life with MIST to just three different campuses. The benefits of that are, are that you allow the MISD to staff the schools more efficiently and effectively and allow the students opportunities to be in classes that are, that are you know, more fit for them. You know, if, if you have a student at Midland High, who's a freshman, who's on the campus with 12th graders, that student may be able to take a advanced math class now versus today they're not allowed to do that because they're on a campus that doesn't offer that that capacity or they would have to be uh, transported to the other campus for that. So things like that, there's a there's a whole list of the thing benefits from grade realignment, but that's really the the biggest benefit of the school bond and the infrastructure investment that we're making. Yeah, and the way I think about it is, you know, the, the biggest expense are the two new high schools. The two new high schools will be identical. There'll be no impact to where, you know, the, the dividing lines are between which high school you can go to. But also, like Danny said, the deep bottlenecking, you know, to use an energy term of the grade system in Midland is, is going to be a huge benefit to all students. And, you know, as, as everybody knows, we have this massive wave of children going through that are going to be going through our school system. And so this bond, you know, really sets the stage for a, a full, free and flexible de-bottlenecked process that even includes, you know, more more room for preschool in Midland, which I, I just think is appropriate for a town of our size and a town that's growing, you know, faster than any, any place in, in the world at this point. And I'm going to skip around on our questions a bit to talk to me about why this is so important to Diamondback. Yeah, listen, I think Diamondback, you know, is, is, has taken on a, a much bigger role in the community. We are the last or the largest public company left in Midland. Obviously, our friends at Permian Resources are, are doing their best to grow pretty quickly across the street. But if you, if you look back to where we were six, seven years ago versus where we are today, you have a lot less of a presence from, from senior leadership at companies in Midland. And you know, we, we're going to be here for a long time. And, and I think, you know, it's on us as a, as a company and as, as leaders in this community to stand up for what we believe is right, which is, uh, you know, economic development and advancing this city forward as it should, you know, with all of the, the gifts that we give to the rest of the world with what we produce here. Yeah. And I mean, I think with regards to our company's culture and our core values, if you, you know, look at the core values, one of them in, in excellence you know, we want the city to display excellence and, and we want, you know, MISD to display excellence. And we just feel like if you don't give 
MISD the opportunities to be excellent, they, there's no way we can we can ask them to be accountable to excellence. So, you know, you see a lot of rhetoric out there around hold MISD accountable. And, and I'm not really sure what that means, it just kind of is a politicized phrase today. But, you know, in our in our viewpoint, you know, you're you're asking for uh, results from the school district, but you're telling them they can't have something before they deliver those results. It's a, it's a lot like in sports. You know, I made this analogy yesterday with Aaron. If if, if I'm playing golf and and uh, you know the, my golf coach is telling me, well, you can't have this new equipment until you become a top ten golfer in the world, and every other golfer in the world has this new equipment. How am I ever going to become a top ten golfer? And I mean, it's a little bit of, about what the argument against the bond is. And, and I quite frankly believe that if you give the, the district the resources to provide students with the best available classroom setting, the best available technology, and really get students inspired to want to be on campus, it's going to deliver you know, expo- exponential results and help us get to that path of excellence for MISD. And I think one of the big issues that you hear on both sides is talking about the tax rate or the no tax rate increase. So can you guys kind of break that down and tell us what that means? Yeah, sure. I mean, listen, I, I think I kind of said this in my op-ed in the MRT, uh, you know, the, the state of Texas is set to see a very significant property tax rate decrease. And I think what's forgotten is that the reason why that is happening is because of the strength of the Texas economy and really what's going on out here. And as we all know, uh, we don't see all of the economic benefit of what we're producing out here. A lot of that money goes to the state. Um, and part of that is through the what we call the Robin Hood program, where you know wealthier, <clears throat> wealthier uh, communities are forced to send more money to Austin to redistribute throughout the state. Well, th- this bond is, is the primary way to help fight that Robin Hood program and improve our our quality of life here. And the benefit is on a net basis, your property tax rate doesn't go up if the bond passes. Now, you know, there's no free lunch, right? So the bond is going to cost something. We're not going to get it for free. But I would just, you know, caution everyone to, to look at, you know, what other way do we have to reinvest in this community outside of school bonds from an education perspective? You can't get you know, in our oil and gas business, you can't get CapEx dollars approved in, in MISD without a bond. And we can, you know, maintain our schools and, and spend OPEX. But if Diamondback never spent any CapEx, we wouldn't be here today. And MISD has the opportunity to do the same with, with this bond. So I think it's unfortunate that the property tax discussion, particularly for those over the age of 65, whose property taxes are set, you know, at the end of the day, Property taxes are going down in the state of Texas because of what we're doing here. So let's let's try to get some of that back into our community. Yeah, and, and you know, Case and I went over and met with the financial leadership of MISD to try and understand the the taxing structure and how all that flows. And and look, needless to say, school district taxes and finances are are, are pretty complicated, um, and and now a lot of that's driven by legislation in Austin and not something that we can you know change just in the district, but. What I took from that meeting overall is is the district's done a very good job of managing our tax base over this past decade. And in fact, you know, our tax rate has come way down over the past decade because of the district's ability to manage their budget and their finances. And and look, 
you know, we, we have one of the lowest, if not the lowest tax rate combined MNO and INS tax rate of any peer district in the state. And, and, you know, at some point in time, even for a fiscal conservative, tax rates can be too low. And, you know, I, I feel like MISD is at that place right now where they've really prepared themselves to, to issue a bond and raise, a, you know, an INS tax by lowering their M&O tax rate over the years to get to a point where it won't be impactful for the community. And so they've been they've been preparing for this and and kudos to them. And I, I feel as though, you know, again, it's being put in a negative framework that there's going to be a tax associated with INS. But, you know, we've done everything we can to make that as minimally or, or neutral from an impact standpoint to the to the citizens of the community. In case you brought up the crowd 65 and older, what is your message to them or maybe to citizens that don't have kids yet, don't want kids, and they're like, this isn't going to affect me, I'm going to vote no? I would say try to see the forest for the trees, right? Uh, you know, I think quite frankly, this this town has a mentality that the next bust is always around the corner. And we've had three busts, so to speak, over the last 10 years as a company. And look, Diamondback's still gone from a $500 million market cap to $35 billion today. So, you know, despite headwinds, this, our company, this town, this basin has continued to grow and will be around for a long time and will be a very important part of the global oil supply demand equation well into the de- decades to come. So, you know, I, I get that you know, we're all fiscal conservatives and we want less taxes, but there's certain things that we can't pay for with private funding. And, you know, the public school system is one of them. And so I would just say, you know, try to see see past the next two years, right? Because at some point, everyone's going to have kids. Some people are going to have grandkids. And if you want those kids to be educated in Midland, we need more facilities to do that. You know, I, I, going back to Danny's point about holding MISD accountable, That is not mutually exclusive from what's going on here. The the bond is a completely different thing we're voting on. If you want to hold MISD accountable, go ahead and run for school board, Mm -hmm. okay? That's or vote on school board, and that's a different thing. So, quite frankly, I think it's very, very frustrating to see the narrative uh, go against the benefit of children in this in this city. And you know, if we go down swinging, uh, trying to back and support children and children's education, then so be it. Yeah. And, and look, I mean, just in general, education is is one of the most important pillars or foundation of a great city. And even if you don't ever plan on having children or you, you're never going to have, uh, in, you know, a relationship with MISD uh, directly, you're going to be impacted indirectly. Um, a community's ability to, to grow and be great is is very dependent upon the education uh, backbone that exists within it, and without that, the the benefits that may be important to you in a community may not exist. And and so, even he, like if if you are a person or who are an individual who just feels like, well, I'm 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 a single person, or I'm 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 not a single person, but I'm not going to have kids. And there's there's something you enjoy to do on, on the weekends or, or or a hobby you enjoy. It takes someone that is going to help support you in that. And, and if you can't educate people, you know, in a, in a way that helps them, you know, be involved in a community, your benefit, the benefit to you will not be there. And so I feel like, 
that's very short-sighted or selfish thinking. Sometimes when people are like, oh, I'm not, I don't have kids. Uh, ultimately, the, the kids uh, in, in the school district, in the community will impact your life as long as you live in that community. And with that, I know the three of us are for the bond, but what do you think would happen to Midland as a community if the bond doesn't pass? What do you think would come next? And what do you think that would have for the workforce in the Permian Basin with being able to recruit and retain employees? I'm not even thinking about it because it's going to pass. <laughs> um, no, listen, I, I, you know, I don't think it's appropriate to make veiled threats um, about what could happen if the mm-hmm. bond doesn't pass. I'm, I'm scared to see what happens if it doesn't pass. You know, I think there's a lot of people and a lot of companies that will probably have to think about. Does it make sense to have a presence in Midland? Does it make sense to expand my presence in Midland? Should I pull back to Houston or Dallas or another city? That's not something we're thinking about at Diamondback, but it, it is it is a scary thought if this if this city just has no desire to to advance itself forward uh, with things like public education. I, I think you know when I speak to people around the country. And they ask me about this, you know, because we have been very vocal about it. Uh, one, they're very surprised that we're spending time on this as, mm-hmm. as public executives. But but I think we feel it's our duty and obligation to this this town. Uh, and two, they're very surprised that it's not ob- obvious by inspection to pass. But that's, you know, that's the place we live and the challenges that we have living here. But I, I just hope we kind of, again, see the forest for the trees and pass this thing. We'll think on the positive side because we all want it to pass. Yeah, it does pass. How much does that help us with getting employees to Midland? I think it's great. I think it's a. I think it's a selling point, right? I mean, I think um, you know we've grown this business through acquisition. We've we've bought we've bought two companies that were based in different cities and have had a hard time moving people to Midland. Um, You know, as I said on our all employee call a couple weeks ago, you know we're not done yet. We need a strong infrastructure of the town that we live in to incentivize people to come and work with Diamondback. Yeah, I can't really say it any better. I feel like you go from a, you know, a narrative where you don't even want to talk about the schools when you're trying to recruit somebody <laughs> to a narrative where you really want to go show off your schools when you're trying to recruit somebody. And, and you know, that's that's going to be a really powerful thing. And, and hey, look at this really, really beautiful high school campus and these awesome middle schools and these really fantastic elementary schools and, and the, the access to technology that our students have. And, you know, I think that becomes a recruiting tool in itself. And I, I really truly believe that it will be the single most impactful thing for the city that we can do is is to invest, make this kind of investment in, in our education system. So, you know, I, I'm I'm uh, excited about it. I believe it's going to pass. I'm putting a lot of effort into it, and and I, you know, I'm, I'm planning to continue to put effort into it after the bond passes to help see it, uh, see the dollars spent and uh, and the schools get built. And another item that the opposition likes to bring into question is that why didn't the bond committee separate this into separate propositions? Why did it get put all on one? So, do you guys have anything you want to add to that? Well, I can start, and then, but. I think really what we, you know, I served on the bond committee and, and, and look, there were a lot of different ideas brought up about how we should propose the bonds. And, and really the only thing that was, the only idea that was brought up to separate the bonds was to separate the safety and security upgrades and the new middle school from the 
you know the, the new high schools and the rest of the upgrades to the to the to the district and the reason that is 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 you know their whole restructuring uh, grade realignment you really you can't do just one piece of that you got to kind of do it all if you're going to if you're going to re you know realign the grades how you know the school board and and Dr. Howard uh, and and quite frankly every superintendent we've had before her has has said this is this is the single biggest hurdle we need to uh, overcome is is how our grades are aligned in Midland and so the school board just kind of said look we we have to have grade realignment it it has to happen and you know we need to put it all in one bond so that you know we can we're able to do that when we when this thing passes we can't just have a new high school and and then you know we'll be left with campuses that are that are unutilized because we couldn't realign the grade structure and case i want to bring up something that you mentioned during our roundtable discussion earlier other things people bring up is ranchland if they're going to build a high school why are they going to build it on one of the only golf courses we get to play on in midland and tell us what you said during that discussion. Well, I, I think the whole Ranchland ar- argument is the stupidest thing I've ever heard mm-hmm. because Ranchland is gone. And Ranchland was sold many, many years ago. And if you have a problem with Ranchland going away, you should have a problem with the guys that sold it, not yes. MISD. And so, you know, I think that is the most frustrating piece of misinformation the opposition is throwing out there. And I don't think I could say it more aggressively than that. <laughs> No comment. <laughs> it covered it. And with that, that gets to the end of the questions we had planned. But is there anything else that you would like to cover before we sign off? I just say get out and vote. Mm-hmm. Get out and vote, whether you agree with us or not. Um, you know, we said our piece, but uh, get out and vote and express that uh, that inherent right that we have as Americans to do so. Yeah, I'm just I would echo that. You know, I want to see a hundred percent participation from Diamondbacks eligible voters and. You know, we, we got it. That's your God given right by, by living in this country and, and uh, not exercising that right is is really a shame because there's people who live all over the world that don't have the right to choose. You should take advantage of that. Danny, Case, thank you so much. Thank you. Everyone, on behalf of Danny and Case, my name is Erin, the host of your Diamondback Debrief, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>